0: From the Cyber Hub bunker in studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, folks. Welcome to another Cyber Hub podcast. It's Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. For some reason, my voice, my, like, you know, th- th- there's this bug going around. I've been speaking to a lot of people who go, yeah, there's this bug going around. And 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 every time I think I'm over the hump, it, it just, this bug likes to remind me that it's still around. So good morning, everyone. We're live on your favorite social media platforms like YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter, now X, Twitch, Rumble, and Facebook and Instagram. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. We've got a very, very busy show for all of y'all today, so we won't take too much. What you're seeing on the screen is our Substack. You can go check it out. Very exclusive content available there as well. And when you subscribe there, you get our espresso travel mug, which is absolutely awesome. So now join me for a coffee cup cheers, y'all. If you ever wonder what good espresso looks like, said this before on the show, but if we've got a lot of first-time listeners and viewers recently. See that foam? That's what. I'm, if you get an espresso and it's nothing but black, it's got no foam. It's not an espresso. It's just coffee. It's what it is. It's just coffee. There's nothing wrong with coffee, but I'm an espresso guy. So just saying, there's that. Let's kick off with some really disturbing news out of Denmark, where in May of this year, 22 different energy organizations were compromised in a coordinated attack against the company, according to a non-profit cybersecurity sector center for critical sectors. Sector cert reveals Denmark is constantly under attack, but it is unusual that we see so many concurrent successful attacks. Against the critical infrastructures, the attackers knew in advance who they were going to target and got it right every time, according to the report. As part of the attacks, the hackers exploited multiple vulnerabilities in the Zyxel firewalls for initial access, executing code, and gaining complete control over the impacted system. On May 11th, they targeted 16 Danish energy organizations and attacked exploiting CVE-2023-28771. It has a CVSS score of 9 or 0.8, and it's a critical OS command injection in the Zyxel ATP, USG Flex, VPN, and Zywall USG firewall that came to light in late Aprils. The attacker then successfully compromised 11 organizations executing commands on the vulnerable firewalls to obtain device configuration and usernames. A second wave of attack observed on May 22nd involved new tools of exploitation for two new zero-day vulnerabilities in the Zyxel devices. So there's that. They also note at least one of the attack it observed was an activity associated with Sandworm, a Russian state-sponsored Apt group linked to the GRU. that's the uh, essentially CIA for Russia. In the sector three years of operation, they've never seen signs that these Apt groups have attacked Danish critical infrastructures. These activity tend to be reserved for goals that the states they work for want to disrupt due to various political or military consideration. Um, so. This is significant for all of y'all watching um coordinated attacks at this level shows you just how how well prepared state actors are in terms of targeting critical infrastructure, essentially setting everything in panic because here's the deal and and this has to, this this can't be under un, 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 underestimated all right and I say this because complacency equals disaster it equals chaos and In these cases, these critical uh, nation states like Russia, China, and Iran, in their goal to really switch around world order a little bit, and this isn't a conspiracy thing, it's a stated goal by China. They want to become that, right? Their goal, their eyes on Taiwan isn't really part of a one China policy. It has very little to do with that. Their goal on Taiwan is to control 90% of the uh, 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 semiconductor manufacturing in the world And if you control that, you control the world. You do. Everything has a semiconductor in it. Everything, almost every single piece of computing has a semiconductor device to it. That's why there's the uh, act that President Biden passed. This targeting of our critical infrastructure is significant. They test this. The Russians have been known to test this in the Ukraine. They're now doing it in uh, Scandinavian countries like Denmark, like Sweden, like Norway like Finland. And they're going to continue to do it because they see them as NATO threats to Russia. And in the event there was ever to become a global military or cyber conflict, that's a great way to distract the government. And I'll tell you something, our governments are not prepared to handle a military conflict with an attack on critical infrastructure simultaneously. There would be pure, pure chaos. Last week, we reported Mr. Cooper experiencing a cyber attack now they've come out and i said that customer data was exposed in the breach that they experienced several weeks ago on october 31st the mortgage loan giant noticed that it's still investigating the nature of the compromise and data will be pro- be provided uh, affecting customers with more information in the following weeks uh, mr cooper does not store banking related information to mortgage payments on their systems so they're saying it's probably not banking information that's there but it could be um social security numbers addresses balance of loans you can imagine all those things there as well any liens stuff like that that are on a property would all be available mr cooper formerly nation star mortgage is a mortgage lending company headquartered in dallas texas they've got around nine thousand employees so there's that there as well iran continues on the offensive with aligning with north korea russia and china and now the latest one is the targeting of government entities in the Middle East as part of the new phishing campaign designed to deliver a new access downloader dubbed Ironwind. The activity, which uh, was detected between July and October, has been attributed by proof point to a threat actor under the name TA402, also known as Gaza Cyber King, and shares tactical overlaps with pro-Hamas hacking crews known as APTC-23 or ARID Viper. When it comes to state-aligned threat actors, North Korea, Russia, China, and Iran generally REAP the line's share of attention according to joshua miller senior threat researchers at proof point however ta402 is a middle eastern apt group that historically has operated in the interest of the palestinian territories has constantly proven to be an intriguing threat actor capable of highly sophisticated cyber espionage with a focus on intelligence collections coinciding with the use of ironwind or constantly updated to its malware delivery mechanism using drop links drop links xll file attachments and rar now i want to bring something here First and foremost, we now know from the uh, Shabak, the uh, Israeli version of the uh, um, FBI, in their investigation of captured Hamas terrorists, that several of the elite units trained in Iran, it'd be incredible not to believe that Hamas has got some sort of cyber operation center within Iran in order to target and support the Palestinian cause uh, if they cared about Palestinians that surrender by now and then release all the hostages and then uh, give the Palestinians the ability to recover without them and they would run off like the rats they are hiding in their tunnels finding somewhere else to do so these specific attacks are targeting Middle Eastern governments and again this could be part of a you know Hamas knew what they were going to do on October 7th they may have been leading up with intel they may have been targeting governments in order to potentially have access to to see that once they've orchestrated the attack, kind of what the sentiment is within some of the Arab neighbors of Israel, especially considering the fact that as of right now, uh, it's a lot of lip service, but very, very little action. A few weeks ago, we talked about the Bibi Windows malware. It's now been expanded to also attack targeting Linux system and cyber attacks aimed at Israel. This has been dubbed the bb uh, windows wiper by blackberry the wiper is the windows counterpart of the Bibi linux wiper sorry it was the linux notes the windows i am i got that wrong there let me stand corrected so it was originally uh linux it's now windows linux was discovered by security joes and now blackberry is discovering the windows version of the bb windows malware the windows variant confirm the variant confirms that the threat actors who created the wiper are continuing to build out the malware and indicate an expansion of the attack to target any user machines and application servers slavic cybersecurity firm is also tracking the actor behind the wiper under the name bb gun noting that the windows variant bb.exe is designed to overwrite data in the user directory rec- recursively with junk data and upend the bb.file name besides corrupting all files with the exception of those with an exe or dll or sys extension the wiper deletes shadow copies of the system is effectively, for, effectively preventing victims from being able to recover their files. Uh, It's not immediately known if this has been deployed in public yet, but nonetheless, um, we're continuing to see how wiper malware that was being used exclusively by Russia targeting the Ukraine has now made its hands to um, pro-Iranian groups as well. And it'd be no surprise Russia supplying Ukraine with drones and ammunition in their war against the Ukraine, so, why wouldn't there be a two way favor there when it comes to cybersecurity tools? And I've been saying this since the beginning of the war there in February that of last year, this is going to be significant because as those cyber tools are more and more used in the battlefield, they become more and more available to gangs uh, and, and to cyber criminals, and they'll end up being turned against us. CISA, for their end, are warning of an actively exploited juniper pre-authorization RCE exploit chain. Systems warning federal agencies today to secure their Juniper devices on their networks by Friday against four vulnerabilities now used in a remote code execution attack as part of a pre-authorization exploit chain. The alert comes one week after Juniper updated its advisory to notify customers of the flaw found in Juniper's JWeb interface track to CV 2023, 36844, 36845, 36846, and 36847s have been successfully exploited in the wild. The CERT is now aware of successful exploitation. Customers are urged to immediately patch these devices. So if you are using them, you'll see them. A big chunk of these devices are still available in Asia with around 6,290 in the continent of Asia, 1,800 in North America, 1,500 in Europe, 426 in South America, 183 in Africa, and 139 in Oceania. Oceania is Australia and New Zealand. This has also been added to the Kev list. Um, so, they've got um, that to contend with as well. Make sure you get those patched. Tom Forbes, a Git Guardian security researcher, uncovered close to 4,000 unique secrets inside nearly 3,000 PyPy packages. And he says that more than 760 of these secrets were found to be valid. Overall, the researchers identified 151 individual types of secrets, including AWS, Azure AD, GitHub Dropbox, Autho Keys. Credentials for MongoDB, MySQL, and PostgreSQL, and SSH, Coinbase, and Twilio master credentials. Valid credentials pose a critical and immediate threat to organizations. Threat actors can exploit them, and validating leaked secrets become crucial in incident investigation. According to GitGuardian, while they were able to validate less than 800 credentials, it does not mean that the other leaked credentials are invalid. Only uh, once a secret has been properly rotated, can you know if it's invalid? Some types of secrets, GitGuardian is still working towards automatically validating and putting HashiCorp vault tokens, Splunk authentication token, Kubernetes cluster credentials, and Okta tokens. The security firm has also notes that the number of secrets leaked in PyPy packages has increased over time. And again, it's kind of a ghosted idea. Why are you not examining these packages before you're putting them out there? It's so critical to do this. It's the basic of AppSec. It really is. Scan your packages. Make sure no secrets are visible. If they are, go back, hide them kind of basic, you know, life cycle stuff that is not so basic and 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 continues to be a challenge for many. Um simply because we're we're lacking focus and and more on that on our Substack uh this week. Finally, the FBI says the Royal Ransomware Group has asked 350 victims to pay 275 million dollars in ransom that have started operating since at least September of last year in an updated original advisory published in March with additional information. Uh, discovered during the FBI investigations. They've noted that the ransomware operation is linked to more than 275 million dollars in ransom demands. Uh, Royal has targeted about 350 known victims worldwide. So Royal conducted data exfiltration and uh, extortion prior to encryption and then published victim data to a leak site if it wasn't paid in March. The FBI and CISA first shared indicators of compromise and list of tactics. So there's that as well. It's got some Conti links, but obviously. These guys are not messing around as much. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Eastern live right here on your favorite podcast, listening platforms, and social media channels. You can also catch us on Google Play, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you find your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Share. And if there's any stories you want us to cover, anything at all, stuff that you see, you can contact us on our website at cyberhoppodcast.com. You can do so by going to our LinkedIn page. Uh, All stories are kept anonymous. Obviously, we don't not reveal our sources. Um, So there's that as well. Thanks, y'all, for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, y'all, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.